Welcome, everybody. Before we get started, I just have a quick introduction for you. This is Season 3 of Reality Digest. Season 1 was done back in 2016, and it's been so much time since then, we haven't really done anything with Season 2, so we just don't really talk about it. You can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and right at our home on YouTube. Reality Digest is an eShow Media Group production associated with our new show, Reality Check. Be sure to go check out our YouTube channel for more content from us, as well as the video version of this podcast. Without further ado, welcome to Season 3, Episode 1 of Reality Digest. Welcome to Season 3 of Reality Digest. I am here with our wonderful guest of the week, Ian Miller of The Enthusiasts. How are we doing today? Uh, 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 yeah. I mean, it's quarantine, so, like, it's, 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 it's a daily stream of monotony and suffering, but we're hanging in there. How about you, Bob? He captures all the feelings we're feeling, but afraid to say... Thank fear. you very much for coming on today. Fear. I know you have a very busy schedule. Uh, yeah, busy. Huh? Literally, the only thing on my calendar uh, in the last year has been our movie, which promptly got canceled. So, as busy as I am, I'm uh, definitionally not. So, Ian, Ian, they don't what? know about that. Oh, oh, they are we supposed to be on an NDA on that? Shit, my bad, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, the cat's out the bag. I missed the memo That's right, on ladies that. and gentlemen. We have been working on a film for the past little while, which of course our little pandemic has put a little nail in its tiny little coffin. Uh, so It's a pretty coffin. I mean, it, it's a pretty fucking coffin. It's a pretty coffin. damn coffin. Oh, Lord. Fit, it's fit for a child. Fit for a child. My baby. Our children's coffins a little off the joke page today. Um, Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, we might want to cut that. You know, okay, that's yeah, a, we'll cut that out. No worries. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm so today I have a couple pre-decided topics. Uh, Ian, if you got anything you want to just spit out, we can do something as well. But oh, I mainly wanted to get okay. into how we're like, how we're staying sane in quarantine i just did i just put out a video uh when i started recording so would have been about a week ago when this comes out mm. basically i just talked about things you can do to stay sane in quarantine and things you can occupy your time with but as creatives we have special things and special ways we need to are you saying we have special needs De- come on we aren't supposed to say I'm we not have saying we're special needs <laughs> but i'm not not saying Got it okay as long as we're on the same page there um i feel like the question the question's mm-hmm. a little bit of a trick question um to not go insane it absolutely is but um if that's the broad subject i will say picking up a non-essential or well non-essential is the wrong word choice here but um a non oh what's a good word here a non-direct hobby is going to be a lot like very important and what i mean by that is it's going to be very important to find something that you can do even mindlessly without um you know too much thought or care or worry and that it brings you 
even just a slight level of elevation when you accomplish something. Um, I've just started doing artsy stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I've, uh, my mother has this tablet and this um, Apple pen she never uses. And I've hijacked it from her during all this. And I've been working on artsy stuff like that. And that's my personal uh, tip for success. Just broadly is finding that kind of hobby. I've been drawing over lines of pictures of my girlfriend because I miss her a lot stuff like that fucking nerd um, I know <laughs> single people problems am I right but uh <clears throat> it's just like um that's been important and then finding a way to continue uh your work I won't I don't want to say posthumously because you know for a lot of us a lot of those jobs and a lot of those things that we found fulfilling preceding this um aren't coming back they're not going to completely go away yeah but like they're not going to completely go away but they're not mm-hmm. going to completely come back either so i want to say yeah you know post corona um finding a way to continue yeah, no, i think that's something ways. that i think is very important is to remember that there is going to be a pre-corona and a post-corona there's going to be a separation in how we think about our data lives um data lives our daily lives Ooh, we could talk um, about just in general the way we go about things won't be the same and that's not to say it'll be unrecognizable and it's going to be a change for the worse i don't really think it'll be a change for the better either i just think it's going to be a change nonetheless i want to have the positive vision that it will be a change for the better based on um the current progress we're making in congress but I will not make a positive claim. And I think there's, way. I think a change like this, a big, large, jarring turn, provides the ground, the footprint for a very positive change or a series of positive changes. I definitely think that's possible. But just in general, what we're going to see is just a different, is a change in the way of life. Oh, totally. And I, if trends are trends, then in general, it will be positive changes and yada, yada, yada. But <clears throat> in general, Speaking of generality, to be general, to be frankly general. General Frankson, sir, reporting for duty. Uh, I'm your aye, personal aye, lieutenant. You can, um, uh, I'm reporting for my gun inspection. All that good stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I mean, I, one way to stay creative is make up your own stories. You know, becoming a minor no- novelist in these days is not the worst thing you could do. Uh, you could be Jake Paul. There have been, <laughs> there have been um, one thing that I've definitely been um, latching on to lately is that there have been multiple writing contests that are going on. And if you're feeling ballsy enough to do one of those, it's definitely a great way to like force yourself to get into it. There was a shorts writing contest that I placed in uh, 20 out of the thousand. Um, I was top 20 for that. So I felt pretty proud of that um, in terms of, you know, progress. But uh, one of the things that I found is important is finding communal things in the context of quarantine that you can compete and, you know, make progress in like that. You know, it's, yeah, it's a small way to kind of feel attached to people and feel part of something. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 kind of it's a small idea. way to feel something in this touch deprived society, right? Exactly. And there's <laughs> there's also the idea of like um, the <clears throat> sense of accomplishment that we need to foster during all of this is super important. 
we need to feel yeah and i think that's definitely something that could the creative field um can supply to a lot of the people that are little um little jarred from this whole experience that kind of need an outlet and i mean for all time and infinity being creative and art and photography filmmaking all of those sort of things have been outlets for anyone in general it doesn't just have to be a creative person but i think oh. now more than ever it's it's a necessary kind of outlet that needs to be put in front of people and and, and i think it's important because because it fosters that sense of productivity it's one of those things that um uh, drew me to Andrew Yang's platform back when he was running is that promoting the idea that productivity does not necessarily have to have an economic direction or an economic direct input, um, at least in the traditional sense. And feeling we, we need to uh, allow for people to feel productive and meaningful within their work, even if it's not economically deriv uh, derivative, if that makes sense. And in this time where we should mm -hmm. not be economically derivative, where we should not be propelling ourselves through the economy or pr supporting the economy at the expense of human life. Yeah, I think that's one thing that this crisis is illustrating in America is that we put our own creative pursuits and our own um, our like personal journey behind the economic, you know, everything that we need in regards to the economy we put the economy ahead of ourselves too often and that's something ourselves. that has just been painted in bright red colors because of all the things that have happened absolutely and and it's it's a shortcoming i don't think i don't think because not to say i'm an anti-capitalist but what super pro-capitalist people don't seem to understand about the the market and the way the market functions is it it, it it's supposed to, within their model, actively serve um, the people that participate in it naturally because that's the way mm -hmm. it's supposed to behave because the people drive it in theory. The problem is our current model does not actively, like, it, it doesn't purport to even do that. It doesn't even claim to do that. Um, it's, it's, it's actively avoiding the subject in that capacity you know and right and i think that's kind of how it's developed over time is with large industry in the first and second industrial revolution it just became easier for them to bully the government into forming a more open and free market economy that is more um economic driven instead of human driven absolutely and and i think it is that factor within this context that is really being put on display in that the government just uh, put out, you know, their three trillion, two point two trillion recovery plan, and they're passing out their Heroes Act now. They just passed the Heroes Act and omitted a potential two thousand dollar a month recurring payment plan, um, in order to get it. Oh, passed. there's a lot of omittance with everything that they've put out. I mean, my biggest. There, I have so many complaints with the uh, the new the support the twelve hundred dollars for every American kind of deal. Every is, American it has except, so many ex yeah. except poor yeah. black except people who didn't file their taxes. Mm -hmm. Except 
college students who, you know, they just have college students that are still claimed by their parents and are over the age of 16. Um, If you live in a household with an undocumented immigrant, none of you get a check. I didn't know that one. Oh, my God. It's incredible, huh? I didn't know we hated immigrants that much. Yes, I did. I'm lying to you. I, I, I mean, it's fascinating to see, like, what are they going to do next? But m- tying it back to creatives, um, I've, I've been thinking about this for years. This is something I might even just uh, write a script about long term. But there is there are tons of, for example, like the, the, the number one example I like to bring up when it comes to the idea of why a UBI long term would be a good idea for creatives is there are people who do art that contributes to the value of their city, namely spray paint artists who, you know, they tag buildings and such like that. Um, and they're not getting paid for their art because, I mean, their art's vaguely illegal, but it's adding yeah, I mean, on value. the scale of... Mm-hmm. Well, I was just going to say it's adding value to the city, but they're not getting anything out of it other than the artistic validation, which, mind you, super important Mm. and part of the reason why they should continue to do it but it's if 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 we economically supported all of these um creatives who aren't getting paid right now and all of these people who um you know like i feel like the the stir crazy factor would go down for creatives if we knew that long term our industry i i don't know if this applies mm-hmm. to all creatives, but for me, this virus didn't change my economic stresses as much as it probably should have. Sure, I couldn't. I mean, ne- for a lot of different people, it definitely hit a lot harder. I mean, I, I'll be honest, like I wasn't very hard hit by this. I have a steady job mm-hmm. at a essential place of employment. I have parents that can give me money if I need it. I have free housing with my family. I'm not very hard hit. But there are people who are, and there are creatives who are very hard hit because for one reason or another, they have to be self-supportive. And it's 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 one of those ideas where, like for a lot of these creatives, even before all of this happened, I mean, for the ones who were able to do what they loved and continue to get to do what they loved, this won't affect them except that it's delaying that process. For those who didn't get to do what they loved before because the economy didn't support them doing it, and then it's now it doesn't even support them to live in the first place. You know, that mm-hmm. stir craziness has only ex- accentuated what they were already feeling, which was this oppressive inability to do what they loved and to do what they wanted to do. Right. And no, it's one of the sharpest <laughs> knives of the economy, is its monetary scale does not make room for that kind of the kind of service that artists provide. Certainly there is a place for artists to make money, but it's not in it's not in an effective way for their creative outlets. In a country like America where we have the resources to actively support everyone consistently without fail almost indefinitely, I I genuinely don't understand why we continue to force people to work in fields they don't want to work in when that's not required anymore there are jobs Ian, i cannot wait i cannot wait to watch your that video you're going to do such a great job with that thank you i'm certainly looking forward to it but there there's just here's a small introduction to our new channel partner ian miller he will be coming on doing some videos and 
We're both working together here at the E-Show Incorporated. We are expanding. I'm looking forward to that so much. That's legitimately part of the... Oh, huge expansion coming up. Huge expansion we got planned out. Like, we're... But we can't we can't go full We can't go into detail deep on this no, yet. No, no, not no, no. I can't spoil things like I spoiled the movie. <laughs> I'm not a I'm not well, a goof. I, I, in my experience on this channel is when I actually go into detail detail about these kind of future plans is they kinda don't tend to materialize. <laughs> so I like I don't want to jinx it. Yeah, I wanna I was get ourselves a solid plan first and then we'll then we'll unload it all on you guys that's mm, oh by the way we would uh, we hit 100 subs oh we did that's amazing but also unload yeah. it on all mm -hmm. of you guys that's terrible phrasing <laughs> that is the worst phrasing i think you could have chosen yeah um but, to unpack it all for you mm, i don't know if you're gonna be able to save better. it at this point no uh, yeah it's gone i'm canceled i mean there's a good run, guys i'll uh <laughs> I'll see you at McDonald's. Ooh, hot. Would you like to supersize that? I would like to supersize that. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> no, um... No, I am, Ian. No, Ian. I am super excited for all of those things. And, and I think that's another thing we can tie into this in a closing statement, is try and find things to be excited about, because there's plenty mm -hmm. of shit to be dour about right now so much you could you could right. think on and sink on but you know i'm so right. terrible with names who's that guy from the office that's doing that youtube john series? krasinski oh yeah some good news is john the best Krasinski's show on youtube some good news that's the best show on youtube mm -hmm. right now that's so important but like no, i think it's it it at least just as, as a reminder that there is still a lot of good going on in the world i think he focuses a lot about on just all the good stuff and positive things that people are doing to combat the quarantine and mm -hmm, the virus mm -hmm. and all that. But there's also a lot of things outside of that to be excited for. Like sure. The Olympics are getting postponed, but they're going to be, imagine how epic they're going to be since they have to postpone it a whole year. They're going <laughs> to have to go training hard time. On Extra them. training time. Right. Uh, and, uh -huh. and it's also, We're going to see some, I bet I guarantee we will see a world record broken in every single sport. I think you're right. I think that's going to be a big burst of categories being conquered. But even more importantly, I think it's going to be um, about for like from a personal perspective. I think we need to make sure that people are seeing those things, looking forward to those things. But also you guys, I think, need to create your own opportunities in this. Not to be like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, but like, you know, more mm -hmm. in the sense of like, I'm going to do this when all of this resolves and I'm going to look forward to this. I'm, I mean, I cannot wait to see my old friends when all of this resolves. I, I get, I don't get to see them right mm -hmm. now and that does suck, but right. there is that thing looking forward of, Hey, I will get to see them. And when I do, it's going to be amazing. And it's, it's, it's not to say, you know, changing your perspective on it. Cause that's super pretentious and awful and can be victim blaming, but there is yeah. that idea. No, I mean, there's a lot to be excited about, when it comes to quarantine ended when it comes to ending um but when you try to end it too quick and you're like oh i don't care i just want to see my friends real quick oh i agree ah. it sucks and it's awesome to see your friends but when you do that you effectively extend the amount of time you have to oh i don't care i'm going to go see my friends when you have to make up excuses to go see these people when if you just wait it out a little longer you'll have that thing to look forward to and you'll get to see them and it's important to remember that 
um, in the in the in the short term you may be validating yourself in that capacity, but in the long term you are postponing the ending of this for everybody. What are your grandchildren going to say about that? Exactly. You have to be thinking long term in that way. And if you're not... The only reason I do good things, to be honest, is what am I going to tell my grandkids? Honestly, I'd rather see people be morally, you know, righteous and have that be their reasoning. Like having a a positive legacy than not being morally you know in a good place you know what i'm saying like i'd rather see people have that mindset even though like personally i'd rather have the mindset of like i'm here now and i can make a difference for everybody now and in the future as you know my yeah i mean i'm not sure if you've seen this but one of my favorite examples of like a neutral good test is a shopping cart have you heard that Hmm, no what is that so basically when you're done shopping you have pretty much two options. You can put your shopping cart in the shopping corral, in the cart corral. Oh, yeah. Or you can just leave it right there next to you. Oh, now, a bad person. Now, there's no negative impact. There's no negative impact to you leaving it just sitting out in the parking lot. And there's also no um, immediate good impact to you putting it in the corral, but you know that that's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. So it's the question, mm-hmm. what will you do without any immediate benefit or immediate, um, cost? That's such a good, I mean, that's such a, that's actually, yeah, I like that a lot. Um, I, I know personally I would, you know, Obviously, like to think I would. Put well, it personally, away I time. would bring it right back into the store yeah, and wake yeah. it off for them. Of course, every time. But you know, you know, and sometimes, and I, I think sometimes people are gonna have bad days and leave it out. But we gotta try and think positively of them, even when they do. No, this. and that's what makes it even better is because it's not like a single event. You're constantly doing this every week when you go shopping. Mm-hmm. That's actually a good point. Yeah. Ooh, we could talk about iDubs if you have an extra two minutes, because high key, that was something that went Ah, me. screw it. Let's talk about iDubs. Okay. I'm gonna pull up his Twitter right now. Hit it. Literally, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna come out here and say it. And maybe this isn't exactly just iDubs, but this is just a general thing. iFunny and internet reverse counterculture is swinging towards conservative right Christian men being quote kings. Awful. The worst thing I've ever seen on the internet, and I will stand by that. It is sex negative. It is objectifying. It is repulsive. It is actively demeaning women. And and I I don't use the term sexist often because I think it loses its, its, you know, pop if you use it too often. But actively sexist to the point where I'm willing to call it out. That shit is iDubs only has 12 tweets on his account. iDubs is an icon and like him being, I mean, I don't want to say the first YouTuber to actively support a pro sex worker lifestyle for a partner, but like he got thrust into that um, limelight recently. Go, you icon, you legend, get it. Mm -hmm. If you you want to talk kings, that's a king move right there. Fuck all of you people. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, I honestly have no context to like, like who all's being called a king for me it's just kind of like 
you know, another thing like calling some women queens, calling some men kings. That's whatever. I don't have a, and I, you know, and it's I'm, yeah. I, it can be used positively. Absolutely, and there's nothing wrong with like, you know, the term king. And you're a goddamn nice. king. Thank you, you too, buddy. But like, you know, when I see it used on iFunny, which is the only like platform I would use that regularly. Oh, that's where it's coming from. Yeah, this this absolute simpleton still uses iFunny. Leave me alone, okay? It's it's the only app I use for memes because I'm lazy and I don't want to go anywhere else on the internet. Uh. <laughs> it's called Reddit R slash PewDiePie submissions. What or, else are you using? Oh, actually, see, that would be a better place for memes because I trust PewDiePie's fan base more than I trust uh, well... Most of the oh, time, by I trust far. their Instagram by is, far. huh? By far, I'd say the things that really do go up to the top of PewDiePie submissions are the cream of the crop. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And and um, you know, that was my short-lived rant on uh the the toxic culture of um the idea of the simp and the 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 toxicity there abound is just if 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 women yeah i mean i do think simp workers, is being overused on just men who support sex workers and men who are kind to women but it at the same time <clears throat> what at, at the base what a simp is is someone who will donate to a cam girl, etc. A woman online that shares her body, and it doesn't not necessarily expect, but kind of develops this in the mind relationship with them. Oh, that's true. It's sort of, yeah. And and I I guess I don't want to get my words twisted here, where it's like I think that you can't have a negative relationship with a woman where they're using you in the way that like this the stereotypical simp is being used in that way i would even say that it is stop it i would even say that it has happened I, I've, yeah uh you know to me before in that sense no, not to yeah. out myself i feel like they're in the same vein mm-hmm. no i think we've all been simps in our times for sure I agree. I, to me, I kind of put it in the same vein as like the sugar daddies that all they want is like a picture of you in a dress mm-hmm. and they give you a thousand dollars. Like mm-hmm. it's in the same vein of that, except the woman kind of has a bit more power. And that's always. I, and in general, it's empowering, thing. but I, it's pro queen and anti king, but there can be both. And I think there should be both long term. I think we should idealize exactly. the idea of a healthy sexual medium you know but no, just because you donate to a cam girl or someone on you know a woman on twitch doesn't automatically make you a simp or because you're nice to women on twitter fucking simp no that's not what that is that's not what that means no and 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 not only is it not what it means but if we don't call out when people are using those terms poorly it it instills this idea that or it it pushes the idea i should say that all people who are sexual or are okay with sexual people or even supporting sexuality within this context are quote simps and are quote inferior in some way or whores in mm-hmm. some i mean it's just kind of uh for me it's just kind of the inverted version of people slut shaming like 
slut it, it, it's it, it has turned into the idea of reverse slut shaming where not that it's shaming the slut but it's shaming the person who isn't slut shaming does that make sense right exactly if there's a male who's even vaguely pro-sex with vaguely pro women's sexuality in any meaningful way and you aren't actively just slut shaming someone it makes you somehow lesser you know and i just ugh. right exactly it's it's cringy it's really really is cringy and i just i don't stand it i don't stand for sure it at all now i wish we'd go back to what we used to call simps and that's a beta orbiter basically it's just a guy that's in the friend zone that doesn't want to accept that he's in the friend zone <laughs> okay but on the other end of the spectrum anyone who says the friend zone doesn't exist i've got news for you <laughs> i've been there it's not pleasant <laughs> like you know listen like i think there's a generality that people kind of put over the friend zone and it's that oh you're friends with a woman you must be in the friend zone no like i there's it's vague it's vaguely childish to be in the friend zone but that doesn't mean it's not real it's it's about the attitude that goes into it for sure and and it's one of those things where you if you're an be... adult you'll have a fucking if you'll you'll have a conversation about it you absolutely know? you'll be like hey i have these feelings hey i have these feelings okay um, and if you want to continue being friends and you'll continue being friends, the friend zone is when you're a guy that still wants to be with her, but won't say that and will just continue being friends. That's childish. And, and I think the big thing about the friend zone is it is something that in terms of, of like, you know, you want to be one thing, but that's not going to work out. The mature thing to do is once you've talked through it, you've, 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 you know, announced your feelings. I think the only way, reason you should tell someone, oh, you're stuck in the friend zone, bro, is when they have had that conversation. It didn't go the way they wanted, but they're stuck on it, if that makes sense. I think there needs to begin that phase of moving right. on, you know? And yeah, when you can't accept that they don't want to be with you, that's when you have to admit to yourself, like when they don't want to be with you and you can't accept that that's when you're effectively in the friend zone you know if if you like happen to be friends with a woman that does not automatically put you in the friend zone if that makes sense i don't i don't buy that at all mm -hmm. and obviously that goes for gays too hashtag lgbt represent woo exactly coming Woke. from a bunch of straight guys aren't this entire podcast just feels like you remember that picture of like a bunch of kids and it says is Fortnite overrated and it's uh, like they're just having like a in-depth conversation about it Ooh. is ubi is is capitalism overrated uh from two white guys listen listen i have a uh, am i allowed to pull the i have a black girlfriend card is that is that something i'm allowed to do or, uh, <laughs> 